Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I'm Aisham Hipshire, and I'm here with my main man, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What up, dude? What's going on, bro? It's going to be a good episode. Yes, yes, it is. Happy Friday to those that are listening on a Friday. It's it's our Friday, <laughs> and so we're we're gonna get it going. And guys, this is a this is this is gonna be a cool one. So today we are joined by someone who uh, actually Tanner has a great working relationship with this gentleman. And for everyone in the Astro community, everyone knows this guy. Uh, if they don't know him, they damn sure know his wife him uh, but we got mr greg santana on today yo, greg what's yo, up dude yo, what's going on fellas man happy to be here um on a friday like you said thank you for having me and yeah man i'm honored and ready to get into it baby so absolutely happy to have you, bro. bro absolutely so greg is uh G greg uh, and, and his wife and family just uh recently moved to uh indiana from phoenix from sunny phoenix so we'll we'll definitely talk a little bit about that but greg man i'm i'm so fascinated you know I've, i see you all over social you're slinging deals left and right uh, you've been making it happen for a while man and your 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 energy is enthusiastic um, you know, you just, you radiate as a person that, you know, people want to do business with. And so I'm, I'm glad we got you on the show and, and I can't wait to, uh, to hear your story, man. So bring us back, bro. Where, where is Greg Santana from? What's your origin story, man? How did, how did this entrepreneur that's on the screen in front of me, where, where'd you come from? How did you become this person? Let's start First there. Of all, thank you for that intro because like that warmed my heart, bro. Um, but I am from New York, baby, New York City. Um, hey. I'm from Queens, New York. Shout out to Queens, everybody in Queens, every part of Queens. Shout out to Brooklyn, too. Um, Shout out. kind of like brother, sister boroughs. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, born and raised in Queens until the age of 29, until I met Emily. Um, she pulled me out of that city real quick once we met. But uh, yeah, man, grew up city living, um, running around to the street lights went off type of deal uh had both parents with me early childhood and then my you know my pops and my mom's kind of kind of separated when i was Dang. 11 and, and we did the whole single parent thing for a little while but um yeah queens man queens i, I could definitely relate but my parents split around the same age too they're actually married and remarried three times they just, they just could not figure it out but no so, way yes <laughs> it's crazy um you have siblings yeah, man. So I have one full older sister who is like a beast when it comes to academics. Um, she went to Harvard Business School um, and she wow. graduated like with honors and she's super smart. And then I have five half siblings. My dad, my dad got, you know, my dad was a busy dude. So I have a lot of half siblings floating around uh, the United States. I have two older half sisters. Um, one of them actually just passed away last year. So rest in peace to Arlene. She had cancer. Um, and I have two stepsisters and I have a little brother who's uh, my, my half brother, but he's my brother, man. And he is 13 now. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's what's up. Okay. So, so you're, you're in New York and you, you, I'm assuming you go, you know, all, all the way through high school, right? It, yeah. Cause you said yeah. you, you moved in, in your twenties. Yeah. Um, any college? Dude, man. So bro, I barely made it through high school in New York. <laughs> I am not going to lie to you. Um, school was not my thing guys. I was quite the rebel in my teenage years in New York, man. Um, you know, with the divorce with my parents came a lot of freedom at like age 13. 
Um, and by a lot of freedom, I'm talking like mom wasn't home from like Friday to Sunday sometimes. And I was just like, cool, I'm going to go outside. And the moment you walk outside where I was from, you know, there's guys doing things that just aren't the best. You know what I mean? They might sure. be selling something. They might be smoking something. And, and that's what I got into, bro. I got into whatever was going on, <clears throat> excuse me, in my neighborhood. And as a teenager, it was just so much fun to me. The, adren- the adrenaline, the rush, and just not following anybody's rules um, was what really got me going. So I made it till 11th grade in high school and I bounced. I was like, this is not for me. I don't want to listen to people tell me what to do. So I left. Um, I jumped into my entrepreneurial journey early, um, if we can call it that. And by, by that, I mean, I started selling weed, man, out of 11th grade, bro. Like literally started hustling um, weed when I was 17 in Queens, doing the whole thing. Obviously didn't go well. I had a lot of uh, lessons learned while doing things like that. Um, and then essentially, guys, I pretty much got lost in the streets for almost... I would say close to a decade of my life, bro. Close to a decade wow. of my life. I got lost in the streets. Um, it all came to a head one day at a party. We were out in Brooklyn. And I ended up taking a kitchen knife to my chest. And Ooh. to the hospital I went, big dog. And it was crazy. I mean, it was a come to Jesus moment, literally, because I found God after that. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with the streets anymore. Like, I, I want to follow Jesus. I want faith. And that was, I was I was 20, 22 when that happened, happened on Halloween mm-hmm. when I was 22. Um, yeah. And after that, I kind of enrolled into college. Um, I entered the physical therapist assistant program over at LaGuardia Community College. And that's kind of how I got my background and just learning about the human body and, and PT. And I fell in love with physical therapy at that point. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be a physical therapist. Like, I'm going to be a physical therapist in San Diego, California. I'm going to open my own practice. I'm going to work four hours a day and go to the beach for the rest of the day. And that was my vision in my head. I was like, I'm doing it. So back to reality, I'm, I'm in a physical therapist assistant program. Um, I learned about the human body. And when I was in school, I was just super broke, man. I was in my 20s and I had no money. So I was like, dude, I really like working out at this point. I have some base knowledge on the human body. Why don't I just start like training people I know? So mm. I started training like random people I knew. I had a random job at J Crew on Fifth Ave at the time, which I was making like seventy dollars a week, bro. It was <laughs> it was atrocious. I was getting seventy dollar checks every week. But my Ooh. manager, shout out to Stefan, my manager, he was my first client. I would walk around the men's floor and beg people to let me train them, like for free. I'd be like, bro, you got to give me a chance. I'm a really good trainer. Just let me work out with you for an hour. And, and like customers or people you worked with? People I worked with. People I worked okay. with. <laughs> yeah, customers. I was getting them like chinos and 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 sperries and stuff out of the back room. But <laughs> um, finally, my manager was like, "You know what, Greg? Show me what you got, bro." Um, I worked out with him one time, and and he was hooked. He signed up for three days a week, bro. Um, and that was my first personal training client um, that I ever had, bro. And it and it led into me creating G-Fit out in Phoenix, but but that's a whole nother story. But that's kind of a background on Greg in a nutshell, to be honest. Let's talk about G-Fit. What was that? I mean, G-Fit was my... So prior to wholesaling, I was actually running a pretty great personal training business out of Phoenix. Um, I would say the best personal training f- business in Phoenix at the time. I'm just kidding. But 
Um, yeah, man, it was GFIT. I was training clients. So that, we need to reverse to when I met Emily, actually. So I met Emily when I was 28 in New York. Um, I met her walking home from a bar and she just happened to be um, by my house with some friends that I knew. And I fell in love with her like, you know, instantly. And I was obsessed with her and we started dating. And pretty much after a year of dating, um, we got pregnant with Sky. So we were like, dude, um, we can't live in New York City because I'm making $70 a week. Um, <laughs> what can we do? And her mom was like, well, I live in Phoenix. Why don't you guys come to Phoenix for like a year or two and just see how you like it? So I was pretty, I was pretty adamant about not going, not leaving so far from my home state. I was like, dude, sure. Southwest, that's crazy. I know I wanted to live in San Diego, but now this is kind of really happening. And I was scared. Um, but we moved to Phoenix, bro. So mind you, I had already been personal training a little bit in New York. Um, so when we got to Phoenix, I got a job at the Lifetime Biltmore. I don't know if you guys yeah. know Lifetime, the big bougie gym. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they had just opened the Biltmore location when I moved there and I got hired there, dude. So I was hyped. I was like, this is it. Nice. I'm just going to be a rock star trainer at Lifetime Biltmore. You know what I mean? And this was January 1st, 2020. So by the time the training ended, it was March 1st. And we all know what happened on March 1st, 2020. COVID came right. and shut everybody down. So mm. I had already got all this like sales training from Lifetime for like three months. I met a lot of cool people at Lifetime, like really dope trainers that I still know to this day. So I was like, dude, I'm just going to like try to do a virtual training business during COVID. And I did that, bro. I ended up racking up like a ton of clients from New York because people in New York couldn't leave their apartments and they just wanted to work out. So I just started training people off my iPad in my living room and it started doing really well, bro. So by the time Lifetime opened back up, they were like, all right, we're back. I, I didn't want to go back, bro. I had freedom. I was chilling with my daughter and Emily every day. And I was literally just working out with people from my house. So I quit Lifetime. Um, I started getting in-person clients and I was training probably like 40 to 45 hours a week. So I wow. was busy, dude. I was slammed. Um, the money was cool, um, but it was a grind. So I was never home with my family. I was always gone. I would leave at like 7 a.m. I'd come home for like four minutes, eat a protein bar, drink an espresso shot like a maniac, and I'd leave again. <laughs> and then I'd get home at like 9 p.m. and I'd write workouts till midnight. And I'd do that again five days a week. Um, and that was GFIT. And it was lucrative and it was cool, but I was burnt out and I needed another way. Fast forward, I had a friend named Hannah who I partnered with. So we were going to do like a personal training company together. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't work out. But what did work out with Hannah was that she she introduced me to Jamil. So she called me one day. She was like, hey, um, does your fiance enjoy working at like Target? And I was like, hell to the no, she doesn't enjoy working at Target. Why do you ask? And she was like, well, because I got this client named Jamil. He's like, this really funny guy. He's like a big deal in this wholesale thing. And I'm like, what is, what is wholesaling? And she was like, does she want to like try to be his personal assistant? And I'm like, absolutely set up the interview. <clears throat> Emily gets hired, dude. Fast forward. She's working for Jamil for like a year. So I'm listening to you guys on the team calls for a year. Like I'm trying to train in my room and I hear you guys talking about like making three grand, 30 grand, 10 grand. And I'm just like, 
babe, can you turn that down? I'm trying to train. Like, I'm trying to make this training money. <laughs> like one day it kind of all clicked, dude. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can be making like 30 grand a deal. Like nobody in this community is different than me. I should just like join this community and start wholesaling. Um, and I didn't act on it though. Cause I feel like I had a scarcity mindset at the sure. time, to be honest with you. So I was like, no, personal training is safe. My clients love me. They'll never leave me. And it's money every week, every month. So it took about like three months. Finally, we were at Jamil's house one day. I forgot for what one of his crazy challenge get togethers. I don't know, but Emily dragged me there and I went and I asked him about wholesaling and he was like, bro, just start wholesaling, like join the community. You're going to quit that personal training thing. I was like, no way. I love training. And I started wholesaling. I linked up with Mahmood, who's like a monster. And he essentially, essentially taught me how to wholesale in Indy. Because at the time, Mahmood was killing it in Indy. Um, he had a, a nice list of cash buyers. And I would just call him all day to the point where he picked up one day. And he was like, Greg, like, okay, Greg, here's the thing. You can't call me all day, bro. You need to call me if you have something under contract. Other than that, you cannot be calling me. He like yelled at me. And I was like, all right, Mahmood. Um, but yeah, and I got my first deal with Mahmood. We made a quick six grand. I got my second one with Mahmood. And then I kept busting deals with Keegley. And I was sold, dude. I was like, all right, I, I got to go full time. So eventually down the road, we went full time. And now we're in Indy, literally living in Indy because of wholesaling. So my crazy. lord yeah, I, I didn't know that you knew hannah we're talking about hannah is it Hulahan? no so no not hannah Hulahan. we're talking about um hannah schmitz she's a she's oh, a wow. trainer she's a trainer okay. in Phoenix. she was just jamil's personal trainer so like i crossed paths with jamil by like chance like if i didn't know her i would have never met jamil i would have never known you guys i would have never known about astro and we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now which is just like the universe is just Absolutely. awesome because I feel like all of it was supposed to go down exactly the way it did. You know what I mean? From the day I met Emily to like right now, you know, dude, Damn. man. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a fascinating story. Thank you for, <laughs> for jumping into that. All right. So you're, you're now in real estate. How the infamous question, how long did it take you to get your first deal once you really started to, you know, to work the business? Um, yeah, I mean, when I did start, I was um, I was a trainer at the time. So I was just like hyper aggressive on anything I did. So I was calling agents in between clients at the time when Mahmood was kind of teaching me how to wholesale. And I would just try to call like 10 agents a day and try to do five to 10 offers a day. And it took me, I think, like 20 days to get my first deal. So once I did that Damn. in 20 days, I was like, Let's go. I'm, yeah. I was at that point. I couldn't go back. I couldn't not do it again. You know what I mean? And this is before privy. I'm assuming, right? Like oh, you're this using was Zillow, bro. This was Zillow. straight raw Zillow. Like just calling these agents, not knowing. I didn't even know what I was saying, dude. I was just like, I just need to talk to these agents, and that's how I it went it. down. Did was there any you know fear? Was there any trepidation with calling agents, or were you just like, oh, f it, I'm yeah. going for it? Nah, dude, so much fear. I was so nervous on every call. I was like embarrassed. I would lock myself in my room so Emily didn't hear me talking to the agents because like <laughs> I was just embarrassed because I didn't do this, you know, and some of the agents were rude, man. And they would talk to me. They would talk down to me. And 
I, I was very scared in a nutshell, but I did it anyway, because again, every week, twice a week, I would hear you guys, like the whole Astro community talking about like these deals that they're just crushing. Shout out to Jacob Simpson too, because he also taught me hey. how to wholesale, man. I worked yeah, a lot yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, um, the DMV market at the time was just too much for me and I backed out, but Jacob taught me so much about wholesaling as well. But I would hear guys like Jacob and Mahmood talking about these deals they're closing. And that was just like the chatter in my head. I was like, bro, these guys did it. You talk to them every day. They're normal dudes. You can do it too. So that was the motivation to just keep calling. I love that, bro. I love that. What What's one of the, the best lessons that you've learned so far in your real estate career? Dude, man. I've learned more in this year of real estate, bro, than I've learned probably in my last 31 years of life prior to this. Um, mm. The biggest lesson, man, is to just keep showing up um, with, with blind faith, man. Show up with the belief in you that the, the, the seeds you're planting today, bro, are going to reap benefits down the line at some point, whether it's in knowledge acquired, whether it's in a huge fat assignment fee, whether it's in a relationship that you gain, like how I met Tanner through you, like what? If I didn't meet Tanner, my life would be pretty different right now as well. So the biggest lesson is just like have that faith without seeing the results, literally like have that faith without seeing the results and you're going to be good, bro. Just keep putting in that work with faith. Where do yeah, you think, see? Oh, go ahead, Tanner, please. No, you're good. Yeah. I think the biggest thing um, speaking on that is I think it's hard for people to realize that that blind faith because, um, but that's why I've also preached in the past episodes or anyone that's talked to me, I preach on like the no plan B strategy. Yeah. Um, because when you don't have a plan B, you don't have a choice but to rely on the blind faith. When you have yeah. the little birdies in the back that are saying, well, you can go back to do this, you can go back to do that. Yeah. That's when you don't make the calls or you don't talk to the people, you don't learn. Um, and I, I think the blind faith is no one talk. I don't, you don't hear that a lot. And I think that needs to be talked about more because it is hard to see. Um, you know, everyone has a vision, everyone has a goal of what they want to do, what they want to be, where they want this business or whatever to take them. But no one, a lot of people misinterpret a lot of things by, they don't have the blind faith and they don't, they don't, they don't see success quick. And it's the doubt creeps in. I'm not good enough. Or like you said, the agents talk down to you or they talk bad or, you know, and that's where yeah. people start to shiver down in the, in the, in the hole or whatever. And, um, you know, just, just whisper away and it, it kills me. And so I'm glad you mentioned something about blind faith because it needs to be talked about more than it is. And it, it's hard, but it's important. So how does, how does someone develop blind faith? Oh man, reps. I mean, it goes back to I, everything for me goes back to fitness, bro. I mean, it goes back to reps, 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 reps. It's just like when I couldn't squat 90 pounds in the gym reps, bro. I mean, one day you get up to 300 pounds. I mean, it's every day showing up and making the calls, do the reps, do the reps, do the reps. I have a whiteboard here in my office that like, I literally walk up to it and put a little, little tally whenever I have a successful call. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's reps for me. That's literally me just putting in the reps and it's kind of disconnecting yourself from the result of the call or even the result of the day. And just know like, dude, I put in that work today. Like I put in my reps today, whether an agent, you know, sign a contract with me today or not, I put in my reps, that agent might call me in four days and send me three off markets. So, so true. yeah, you build that blind so faith by the reps, man. Straight up. So true.
Yeah. You you work with <clears throat> obviously you work with a lot of other wholesalers. Yeah. What do you find is the common challenge that most of them face? Is um is the frustration of not getting their first deal when they've been calling people for three months and they call me and they're like, Greg, man, like I'm I'm sending out these offers at these numbers you're giving me and no one's accepting my offer. How does anybody get deals? So I think the biggest challenge for a lot of these wholesalers is frustration. You know what I mean? Not everybody can get lucky like me and get their first deal in 20 days. You know what I mean? I think I got lucky, to be honest. I didn't do anything sure. different than anybody else. Sure. You know what I mean? But I, and again, that's when, that's when you have to have that, almost that conviction in you that like, no, I'm a real estate investor now. I'm a wholesaler now. I'm all in on this. It's like Tanner said, if you got that plan B, man, and 90 days has gone by and you haven't got anything under contract, boy, that plan B is going to be looking real <laughs> nice at that moment. So um, not to quote Tony Robbins, but burn the boats, man, burn the boats, get the reps in and and just kind of shut that frustration down. Um, I personally shut it down by journaling. Um, if I don't, then it, it, it definitely gets to me at a certain point after a couple of days. So hmm. I found that physically writing it down helps a lot, at least with me. What are you writing down? Uh, it depends on the day. Um, some days I'll do like a gratitude entry where I'll write detailed, 10 things in detail of what I'm grateful for, like super specific. Like today I'm grateful for the way Sky laughed when I tickled her on the couch this morning. You know what I mean? Like just right. super specific things that I'm grateful for. Or if I wake up feeling a little off, bro, I'll write that down and just like, it's like a mirror to yourself because sometimes we wake up a little off and we just try to brush it off. We're like mm. I feel a little off today, but I'm going to ignore that. Like, no, bro, I write it down and I'm like, woke up feeling off, not feeling my best, but then I'll keep writing. And by the bottom of the page, my entry could go from negative to like, and it always ends up positive for some reason at the bottom of the page. That's phenomenal, bro. Well, it. you said something earlier uh, that I kind of want to dig into a little bit. You said, you know, you felt like it was luck, you know, you got your first deal in 20, 20, whatever days. And, you know, I got my first deal fairly quickly too. Um, and when I look back on it, you know, yes, I, I can definitely attribute it to luck. And uh, there's a, I don't know who said it, but there's a quote that's out there in the universe that it says, uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Oh yeah. And, um, Let's go. Yeah, dude. And so I started yeah. thinking about that, you know, about my process. And I was like, you know what? I had zero doubt. I had zero shredded doubt dude, that so I was going to get this done. I had no timeline in my head for getting this deal done. There, yeah. there was no rush. There was no, there was none of that. I was just in the game. I was, yeah. and I, I wanted to learn and figure this thing out. That's all I cared about was figuring that it wasn't by this date, by this timeline or, or there was no comparison. Yeah. You know, I heard other stories, whatever. And I was like, cool, good for them. It was inspiring exactly. to me, you know, yeah. um, but there was no expectation. It was just moving forward. And because yeah. of that, because I had no expectation, I stayed in the game. I kept moving forward. I got my first deal from, I recorded a Facebook video or Facebook message video. I sound like an old man. Uh, just Facebook, uh, I recorded a video on Facebook, just letting my friends and family know, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. You know, that, that was it. I, love it. I didn't want people thinking, Oh, he's like, I thought he was doing medical marketing. Why is he talking about real estate stuff? So off that video, one of my friends was like, yo, I was just in a, I was driving for Uber or whatever. And he's like, my passenger, I was telling him 
about what you do. And he's like, I got a property. That was literally my first. No way, bro. You can call that luck. A lot of people would call that luck. I call that preparation meeting opportunity, bro. Well, yeah. Yeah. You had scared and the opportunity came. Well, I have another thing. I have another thing that uh, maybe a point that could be made on top of all of that, which is, so you got your deal, your first deal in 20 days within those say 20 days that you started, how consistent were you? I mean, were you oh. were these one hour a day and then three hours a day? Oh, I mean, I was super consistent. Um, and to speak to Ishan's point, it was more like the my intention was clear. You know what I mean? Like the law of intention was working at its finest because I was clear that I was getting a deal. I was like, dude, I'm getting a deal. I'm just it's just going to I just got to call and get the deal. It was super simple in my head. Before you right. start complicating things, bro, <laughs> so true. things are so simple. Like people try to overcomplicate it and and do these graphs and get these numbers. But at the end of the day, like do your calls and just have the intention in your mind that you're going to get a deal. And I promise you, you're going to get a deal, bro. But it has to be a clear intention. It can't be a fake intention with the thought in the back of your mind. Like, I don't think I'm going to get a deal because that's going to kill. That's going to just kill it right there. You know what I mean? And I've been at both ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? I've been at the spectrum where my intention is super clear and things just start flowing. And at the end of the spectrum where my intentions were a little foggy, a little blurry and, and the deals are not harder to get. You know what I mean? So I can speak to both sides of the coin. Let's help some people out, bro, because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that like us, you know, they're like, yeah, good for you guys. You were in a great spot in life or, or, you know, you're very optimistic or this and that, you know, I'm trying to do the fake it till you make it thing. You know, I'm trying to, I'm shouting out affirmations at myself, you know, at the mirror, trying to believe. Oh, oh, I love that you brought up affirmations. Yes. Let's go. So like the whole affirmation thing, my thought on affirmations is like, bro, you're, some people say affirmations are nonsense and don't do them and this, that, and the third. I disagree with that because, bro, at the end of the day, throughout your whole day, you're, you're saying affirmations in your head, whether you like it mm. or not. Like mm. your self-talk, those are affirmations throughout your whole day. When so an good. agent doesn't pick up and you, you, know, you move on and in your head, you're like, I'm so frustrated. That agent, like that's an affirmation. No one's going to pick up today. That agent didn't pick up. You know what I mean? So affirmations are super real and self-talk is super real. So, I mean, yeah, you can fake it till you make it. But if if in your mind you're having that positive self-talk and you're telling yourself like, bro, we're going to get this done, then you're not really faking it. In your mind, you're there. In your mind, it's done. In your mind, it is clear, bro. It's literally all up here. Mm. Amen. Amen. Dude, we're, so we're in a new year, right? It's it's January. What, what are some of the... Or, what are some things that you're concerned about this year and some things you're excited about? Um, oh, good question, man. Wow. What am I concerned about this year, man? Um, I am a little concerned. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I'm a little concerned on um, how I'm going to acquire all the rentals I want this year, like creatively, where I'm going to find the money, who's going to give me this money and how I'm going to do that. But I know that's figure outable. Um, and I'm just excited for my son, dude. I'm excited for crew to get here. I know he's going to come with just a ton of blessings my way. Um, and I'm just excited to, to be with him, bro. And just take that time with him. You know, when's he due? Oh, dude. Um, February 15th on paper, but I mean, if he's anything like me, he's, he's going to be a savage and he's probably going to come out early. So he's ready. (laughs) I think he's ready. That's awesome. Uh, that that's phenomenal. What's um what's one one of what's one of the the most memorable times that you can remember in your journey, your real estate journey, where you were completely out of your comfort zone, but yet you pushed through. 
Ooh, you got the questions, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, man, I mean, I feel like I'm out of my comfort zone every day on this journey. So I have to think a little bit, man. Um, even to this day, when I call an agent, bro, it's, I'm never not a little nervous. Like even to this day, if mm. I call an agent, I'm still a little nervous when that phone is ringing, you know, because I don't know what mood they're in. I don't know if I've called them before and they have me saved in their phone. It's like annoying wholesaler who won't <laughs> stop calling me. Um, I don't know. So I think, um, yeah, man, I think every day I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone in this real estate thing, which is why I love it, bro. Because when I was training, dude, like every day I was in my comfort zone. Every day I was in control. Every day I'm telling clients what to do. Every day I'm working out. It's something I'm already good at. Every day, like I would get paid before sessions. So it was like immediate gratification with personal training. Whereas with real estate, it's that delayed gratification. It's that blind faith. It's that daily uncomfort zone, bro, that you really can't get from many other type of like endeavors that you're going to do in life as far as like careers go. So, I mean, I don't know if I answer your question, but every day I'm out of my comfort zone, bro, to be that's honest. Good. I, I personally think that's a, I, I don't want to put anyone else under the bus, but I think that's one of the better answers that we've had <laughs> uh, kind of to that question, really, because um, it's honest. It's um, so honest, bro. And so it's, it's genuine and, and that's the reality of it, right? You're, no one's yeah. ever fully comfortable doing something, especially no when it comes to talking on the phone with strangers, right? Exactly. Unless maybe you're Pace Morby, I don't know, or you're just, <laughs> or just you're the Terminator. But yeah. in the reality of it, no, you shouldn't be comfortable on a daily basis because if you're, if you're comfortable every day, then you're not growing or you're not doing that's something true. that's going to make you grow. And 100%. so I thought that was, uh, uh, I just had to say that that was one of the better answers because it's so true. It's it's real. So, so true, man. I, I, I had an old mentor who used to always say your comfort zone is like a, an old pair of underwear. The the more you stretch your comfort zone, it, it doesn't go back. It, it yeah. doesn't. So you once you expand yeah. your comfort zone, that's yeah. your new comfort zone. So you just keep expanding it. Exactly. And uh, yeah. And the next thing you know, you're, you're hanging out with Jamil and you're not nervous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, it comes down, well, I mean, you mentioned Jamil, but it comes down to just the people around you, bro. Like, I mean, I was doing wholesaling part-time alone prior to like linking up with Tanner and Eli. And it's like the difference of just having a little team with you throughout the day that you can just call real quick and just, I don't know, you can just talk about nothing for five minutes, start about talking about a deal and you end up talking about nothing. But just having those teammates that you can call on throughout the day make the moments where like you're a little out of your comfort zone or you're feeling a little uncomfortable or down, like your team is there to lift you up. So it's literally the people you surround yourself with, man. Um, I think that makes all the difference. What do you think? Um, so, so for folks that maybe don't have a community, you know, they, they don't have Astro, um, got astro.com by the way, if you want to learn more. Um, but if you're, if you're not in a community, um, how do you surround yourself with other like-minded people to, to kind of stay the course, you know, and stay inspired? You know, what's, what's your, what's your, what would you tell someone who was like, man, I'm just, I, you know, I want to do this real estate stuff, but I just don't believe in myself. Um, I would tell them like, just open your eyes, literally everywhere you look, you can find an avenue to link up with people doing what you're doing. I don't care if you're doing real estate or you're doing like you're going to barber school, bro. You can literally hop on Facebook right now, type in where you live, what you do, and you will find five to 10 groups that you can join for free that are doing the same 
thing. You know what I mean? If you don't have money to join something like Astro right now, get on Facebook, start posting in those groups and literally just say a little, little paragraph about yourself. Hey, my name's Greg. I'm new here. I'm trying to wholesale. I promise you, you're going to get flooded with comments and emails on people who want to do business with you. If I, when I meet a new wholesaler, I'm like, great, this is amazing. I love new wholesalers. Because right. I can help them, bro. I can build value with them. I can teach them how to run their numbers correctly. I can teach them how to find good deals. I can get them on my team, bro. And that's just another person on my team that I can call throughout the day. That's another person on my team that we can do a deal together, bro. So, I mean, I feel like I'm not the only person that thinks like this. I think a lot of people in real estate are literally always looking to squat up. So you, you don't have to look far. Dude, I'm, and I hope you guys took note of that, of his intention there. His intention wasn't, let me help out this wholesaler so he can help me out. He or she can help me out. Yeah, nah. That wasn't his intention at all. Um, and so just kind of keep that in mind. You know, th this, is, this is a business. You know, giving starts the receiving process. That's right. In order to receive anything, someone had to give it. So yeah. just keep that in mind. You want to receive something, be a giver. I love you know, that, bro. Look, look for ways to add value to other people. Bro, okay, so what uh, – I, I want to think of how, how I want to ask this because I, I, I really want to challenge you um, oh, with boy. this. Here we go. If you are – here we go. <laughs> I've asked this before, but I don't ask this to everyone. But for you, I'm, I'm really curious. Um, okay. You know, you, you've got a microphone, and the whole world has, has you know, is listening for, for five minutes, you know, and you're standing on top of the stage. And my question to you is, what is your message to the world? Oof. Brother, man, these are some big questions, bro. Yeah, These bro. are some deep questions right look, here. Look, look. Perfect is boring, right? Perfect is Go boring, man. Um, <laughs> I would say, man, that if I had a microphone and I had a message for the whole world, that I would tell the whole world that everything that's happened in your journey up until this literal second, you know what I mean? Like we're sitting here with each other. Everything that's happened up until this point was supposed to happen in your favor for a reason. Like it was supposed to happen to you to teach you something so you can grow to that next level of human you're supposed to be for that next chapter in your life. And I learned that after, after having a kid that like everything that's happened and that keeps happening every day is like meant for me to grow so I can be that better Greg tomorrow for whoever surrounds me, man. Um, so yeah, don't, don't be ashamed of your past. You know what I'm saying? Don't regret mm. your past. Don't even regret the last five minutes, bro. If you were wasting time on Instagram the last five minutes, it's all good. You still have a new five minutes. Like everything that's oh, meant man. to happen was meant to happen to you. That's so my message. How do, you, how do you measure success? Ah, oh, man, measure success. A couple of different ways. I mean, I measure success um, by how much freedom you have on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, that, I mean... I guess you can say someone without a home is super free, but how much freedom you have while still having the comforts that you love. So having the things that you love in this world and still mm. having your freedom, not having to trade your time in order to get, you know, the car you want, the house you want, the vacation you want with your family. So that's one major um, part of success. Another part of success is just how you make your team feel. And by your team, it's literally your family who's in the kitchen. It's the people you're on the phone with every day. Like, how do these people feel when they're in the room with you or when they hop off a call with you? Do they feel better or do they feel a little drained? You know what I mean? If they feel right. better, then boom, you had a successful interaction with your team. 
And I mean, the big L word, love, man, like true love. I mean, like just my daughter hanging out with Emily on a daily basis, my dog, like little things like that to me is success, bro. Like quality time with like your loved one to me is just success. That paired with freedom and financial freedom, that's it, bro. That's success in my eyes. That's phenomenal. And yeah. I feel like that's why a lot of us are here, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, Tanner and I were talking, you know, when we first started, started, you know, we're playing around with the idea of partnering, you know, I guess dating, if you will. Um, we, were, we, were, we were talking about, you know, real estate and how we're not necessarily passionate about real estate. Uh, what we're, what we're passionate about is, is who we're becoming in this process. Dude, you know? man, that's so freaking true, bro. That's Absolutely. so accurate. Literally. Like I don't wake up every day and say, I love real estate and houses. <laughs> like, no, bro. But like the process of real estate is so dope that like, I didn't know it. Like from the outside looking in, when I was a trainer and I would hear your calls, I, I'd be like, dude, that it's so boring. Like real estate is so boring. I want to be a trainer forever. But now that I'm on this journey, dude, the process of real estate and who you become in this is just like, it's priceless because it's, it's, it's a launching pad for whatever you want. Like you're, you're going to be the type of man or woman that can handle any situation moving forward. If you so can do true. this. So, so yeah. true, bro. I mean, let's, let's land this plane. Tanner, what do you got before? Uh, well, I have a lot, but, uh, go for it, we'll dude. keep, we'll keep it short. Um, no man, uh, the using real estate, to as a launch pad, as, as you were saying, um, I think it's a testament. Well, I think many people that have been successful in real estate, even wholesaling or whatever, um, there's it, a common theme where everyone's transitioned. Everyone realized that who they were before real estate, for whatever reason, is completely different than where they are, who they are now. Um, and I can personally speak to that. And for whatever reason that is, but I think the cool thing about real estate, as you were saying, is the process and the transactions that all these things happen, your, your eyes open up like tremendously being in real estate because you yep. have no other option, but to step outside of your comfort zone, you have to push yourself daily and talk to people that you don't want to talk to or talk to yeah. people and have convert, have conversations. You don't want to have conversations about and all those kind of things. And so I, I think real estate um, is a way to mold or maybe um, it, it makes people better in my opinion. Now, yeah, I can't say that for everyone in real estate because you know, <laughs> all all of us know there's there there just there's people. always an but exception to the, the rule. most part. Um, it, it's a it makes you realize things you didn't realize, and like I said, you you yeah. open your eyes way more being in this business um, to the Crazy. world, not just about real estate, but to the world, and so it's incredible. But the other thing I have to say is, dude, you're a freaking rock star. I didn't want to drop an f bomb, but you're a freaking rock star, man. Um, the I, I'm very grateful for our, our relationship, our friendship, our, our Likewise, partnership, bro. everything, bro. Um, it's been awesome. Um, it was great to have you on. Great. To, dude, you're, you're, some, some of the answers you gave were phenomenal, by the way. And I'm not just saying that, dude. Like, they were actually, like, really good. Um, and so, yeah, man, uh, how, how can people, like, are you only in the indie market? Like, how, how can people get a hold of you, send you deals, call you, text you, whatever? Yeah. Um, or not, if you don't want your phone number, don't feel pressured. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my, I'll give my phone number. I don't mind, man. A quick text is easier than anything, but I'm hyper-focused on the indie market right now. Um, I don't really have a secondary market to, to keep it real with you guys. So Good. 
focus on Dispo and Indy, doing a little bit of acquisitions, but really focus on building just a bulletproof buyers list out here, uh, making sure they're all active, getting what getting the criteria for what they want right now. Um, so yeah, Dispo and Indy, you can email me at SantanaPartners at gmail.com. Shoot me a text or call me at 718-374-4382. And follow me on IG, guys, like G yeah. with Greg NYC. Let's go. And I'm yeah, telling you guys, if, if, if you're in the indie market, hit up, hit up Greg. Uh, yeah. I, I work, I personally, and I say this too, but I personally work with Greg a lot, which is, um, so yeah. I know of the kind of the work ethic he has. Uh, me and Greg have, we closed like three deals in the past month and a half. Yeah. Um, already working together. And so it's, Greg, if, if you need deals this boat, if you, if you just need help in indie, bro, Greg's there boots on yeah. the ground. Greg's a rock star guy. Hit him yeah. Up. Yeah. Not even if you have deals, like if you need advice on like how to call agents, if you need help with running your numbers, like anything you need, like in this indie market, just call me, text me, email me, and I'm going to do my best, you know, with the schedule that I have to help you out in the best way I can. Greg, awesome. dude, it's been real, bro. Thanks again for your time, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much. For, yeah, dude, for, for pouring into the, the Wholesale Elite Nation. And guys, dude. we want you. We want you in the driver's seat right there. We want to interview you. So go out there and crush it. Just uh, keep grinding. Uh, keep reaching out. Stay in the circle. Stay close to the fire. Right. Um, and then we'll, we'll have you on the next episode. So guys, until then, take care. Be well. Peace. Peace. What up, Elite fam? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.